The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, one of the absolute best comics in the business, who's the only man in the country to survive an Irish family of eight and Florida. Please welcome Brian Regan. Hey, Chad. Oh, well, wait a second, but first, I always forget, Brian. Time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Incognito. You'd never guess we're plumbers. NBA playoffs. Portland got swept cleaner than the back deck of Howie Mandel's house. Blazers' neck so sore from watching Anthony Davis fly by, they can't even hang their heads in shame. The city officially changes its nickname, Brian, from Rip City to Portland. 143 people injured jumping off the Cleveland bandwagon. Boston, Milwaukee, like watching drunk stevedores try to hopscotch. Houston's James Harden sidelined when a family of starlings flew out of his beard. That NBA update brought to you by Bananas, the banana guaranteed to ripen tomorrow. NHL playoffs, here's all you need to know. A guy with torn knee ligaments scored a hat-trick Sunday while I was reading the ingredients to Peanut Brittle. Baseball, HBO interview, Derek Jeter called Bryant Gumbel mentally weak and vowed to get him on a golf course because, as everyone knows, Mensa's final entrance test is the par 5 at Doral. And finally, NFL <laughs> Draft. Get your cell phone on mute because this weekend some 20-year-old kid's going to buy his mama Bentley and you don't want to feel that call from your mom. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by the Sunday Comics. Can we stop now? Hey, it's talk time. Brian Regan, big star, typical Irish kid that I'm going to guess. There's at least three funnier people in your family, maybe an Aunt Maggie or a brother you don't even remember. Well, hey, Chet. First of all, I want to say uh, I'm so happy I've been here for the last five minutes. It's and very exciting. Well, I give you guys a chance to kind of collect your thoughts. No, that's why I'm saying. Have a beer, yeah, eat a little bit of a dinner, and then jump right in. Settle in. It's nice. So... Uh, <laughs> Thank you for having me on. It means a lot to me, Chet. My pleasure. And, uh, the, hey, that compliment brought to you by Rum Dingers, the only rum ball with a caffeine booster. Now, your family uh, yes. had to have uh, had some effect on you growing up. Yeah. Well, there were uh, eight kids. Yeah. Nine parents. Get out. That can't, <laughs> that can't be. That was a joke, Chet. Man, oh, man, I love when guys come from That was a joke. Um, clearly, we didn't have that many parents. There were eight kids. And, uh, you know, what's weird, what, what I think is very interesting is that of the eight kids, there are only four occupations, two comedians, two comedians, two firefighters, wow. two school teachers and two salesmen. Wow. That is every Irish family should follow that blueprint. Yes. Yes. And it was uh, it worked out for us. Keeps it a lot of, you know, I would imagine your parents, it, it helps keep things, uh, you know. To just compartmentalize. Yes, Because they yes. can always guess, and they've got a 25% chance. 
they they, they, be right. they taught us that when we were young. I remember um, going to nursery school, my mom and dad yelling, make sure to compartmentalize. <laughs> wow. Make sure to compartmentalize. <laughs> when, I was, when I was a little kid, I didn't even know what that meant. But then no. as you grow older, you yes. start realizing, oh, they want us to pair off into twos in, term, in terms of our careers. It's, it's just all part of the, of the decoding process. Yes. You don't even know what it means until you're older. And then and you go, thank you, mom and dad. You have the eureka moment. So how'd you get into comedy? What triggered you? Was there any moment? Were you just going through like high school and college and then there came a moment where you said to yourself, wow, I got nothing. I got to try this. (laughs) Sort of. Um, I was in college and I had trouble waking up. Um, My nickname in college was Rip for Rip Van Winkle. That's all true. And everybody called me Rip because I was never awake. I was never in any classes, and um, and then and that's it, college. That so was college. imagine the extreme length you had to go to to be dubbed Rip. Because yes. most people in college don't want to get up. That's true. That's true. Even and your me, sleepy-eyed friends. All my all my f- <laughs> sleepy-eyed friends who who would wake up at three in the afternoon would right. call me Rip. They called me Rip for Rip Van Winkle. Wow, that's dedication. Yeah, so um, I remember there was one class that um, started when it was dark, and it was hard for me to comprehend that. It was like a psychology class. In the morning, dark in the morning. Dark in the morning, I'm sorry. Yeah, like 7 a.m. Oh, no. And I remember like one morning actually getting up for it. And and, and (laughs) And going? And going. I'm not making that up. I actually went to class one day. And, um, you know, just thinking how weird it was. Like, I'm looking up at stars. There's there's stars in the sky, and I'm going to school. You said, this is not. Yeah, this isn't for me. (laughs) And then a a comedian performed at my college. Oh, brother. uh, A nooner? No, in the evening. In the evening. You had a show. 8 p.m. show. And I remember, you know, I went because I was. And you, you said know, this is more like it for darkness. Yes, yes, I can handle this part of the darkness. Right. It's supposed to be dark now. It's supposed to be dark now because it's nighttime. Right. It's not supposed to be dark in the morning. No. <laughs> so it made more sense for me to do something that started. Do at you remember who it was? Tom Parks. Oh, Tom, the great Tom Parks. Tom Parks. Man, he was a machine. Yes. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was doing a lot of colleges at the time. And when I found out from the Campus Entertainment Committee what he was being paid for that night. <laughs> now, remember, I'm a college student who, right. you know, I, I, if I have $5 in my pocket, I'm like, maybe I can have some beers tonight. Sure. And I found out that he was uh, what he was getting paid for that night. And I actually was able to set up an interview with Tom Parks before my show. And uh, just because I was sort of interested in doing comedy. And I asked him how many shows he did a week, and he said three or four, and my brain exploded. <laughs> he said, when I did the math, I did the math, and I'm like, wait, is he getting that times three or four? <laughs> and I was, and and there was no turning back. I'm going to compartmentalize my life right into stand-up. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. Hey, that career tip brought to you by Pandemodium. Get rid of your diarrhea in one chaotic blast. With pandemonium. Now you're a baller. Heidelberg College. Heidelberg College. What position? You played football? I played football at Heidelberg. We were voted my freshman year. 
My freshman year, year at Heidelberg, we were in Sports Illustrated. I'm not making this up. We were voted the number one team in the in the country in terms of stupid nicknames. And the nickname of the Heidelberg College the team student is Student Princes. Wow. The that Heidelberg is, uh, College Student Princes. That registers zero on the fear index. <laughs> <laughs> there are no gangs named the 32nd yeah. Street Student Princes. Yeah, we would run on the field with uh, books under our arms. <laughs> you know, our, 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 our logo, I think one of our years was uh, an H, right, on our helmet for Heidelberg. That's not bad. But it was also like the goalpost, like oh, H brother. as a goalpost, oh, right? And... Yeah. and with a, a student athlete athlete running underneath it, you know, with books. <laughs> so they, they tried to cram a lot of information. Yes, there's a lot of information of that somebody like in the upper deck, you know, in the end zone w- <laughs> would have difficulty deciphering. What, what does the helmet mean? Hang on, honey. Hand me my pirate telescope. <laughs> I could, they're up there going, I can barely tell that it's orange, and yet they're putting cryptic information on our helmets. The student prince. Who is the arch rival for the student princes? We were in the Ohio Athletic Conference. Oh, the, which, fa- the famous OAC. The OAC. The Oak. The, the Oak, which uh, this is the, that's the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> That shortened version oh, sure. of it. <laughs> With a lot of us AAA announcers, we know the Oak very we, well. We didn't think of that back then, so I wish I had had known. So we were, it was bloke. Uh, the conference bro- actually has a tougher nickname than your team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Man, what I would have given for us to be an Oak, like a nice oak. oak tree on our helmet or something. Exactly. So they broke it into two divisions, sure. I, two colors. I think it was the blue and the red division. I'm not sure about that. And... Um, the first place team of the one division would play the first place team of the other division for the the championship. Conference championship, sure. But second place played second place. Ooh, that's third, interesting. Third played third. Wow. All the way down to the 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 last place team of our division played the last place team of the other divi- division. Just to rake in those huge, <laughs> huge extra ratings. round playoff bucks <laughs> right. in the OAC. That's right. And we were O and eight. Oh no. And we're going to the playoffs. I mean, that's what they called them. <laughs> so we went and played. I, for, I wish I could remember who we played. We played the worst team in the other division. Mundelein. No. Uh, it could have been Ohio Muslim or I, 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 I'm blanking. Wesleyan. Ohio Wesleyan. It was Wesleyan. The Muslims, I think, played uh, over in uh, the Middle East uh, against uh, <laughs> Qatar <laughs> and the uh, United Arab Emirates. I don't think Muslim played the OAC. Um, I forget who it was against. Ohio Wesleyan. It, it could have wow. been Ohio Northern. Otterbein. That it was... could have been Otterbein. It could have been Denison. It could have been Wittenberg. It could have been it's Baldwin Wallace. It's all now. coming back now. And we won. Wow. And we won. Now, do you advance in the playoffs? Well, or? no. It was just the that one. Was it. It was, and we're so on you the... were the best last place team yes. in the Ohio Athletic Conference. So we're on the bus coming back, confused as to how to feel. <laughs> That's never good. It was a bus, a bus filled with confusion. If anything, <laughs> athletics is supposed to teach you clarity. <laughs> Are we happy? We, you know. My goodness, after a win, that's a tough one. That insight brought to you by Throwbacks, the e-cigarette you light with a match. Now, the biggest lesson, if any, that you learned from football that might translate to your real life or to stand up or anything like that. What did I is learn? There from- any lesson? 
from those great days as a tight end? Were you tight end? I was a split end. Wide split receiver. End. I was wide, a wide receiver. Wow. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Um, what fact, did I learn? In fact, I think one game you chewed up that Otterbein secondary. <laughs> Eight catches, 73 yards. Got the stats right in front of me. Actually, I, I, I had nine catches in a game. I'm not that far off. Wow. I, I had know nine, my stuff. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm impressed. I had nine <laughs> catches in the first game of my senior year, and uh, then I got hurt. But uh, in terms of what did I learn, yeah, I yeah, learned. Was there any lesson? That you yes. Because they always say football teaches you lessons, and I'm not sure that's the case. Well, here's something that I learned. Um, you know, I you know what a fly pattern is, obviously. Sure. You know, sports. You, you go down the the right the the sideline fast side as line. you can, fast as you can, and and hopefully you can score a TD. Well, you don't want to do that when the 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 pole vaulting runway, the asphalt <laughs> is just to the right of you, right? <laughs> that the, the pole vaulting multi- runway asphalt stadium, when that's right <laughs> to the right of you, and the defensive back is just to the left of you. <laughs> <laughs> and when the ball comes to you, he hits you and pile drives you into the asphalt yeah, of the pole vaulting runway. That, yeah, that's you don't want to do that. You don't. You don't. You you, no. you don't want to do that more than once in a lifetime. Although I'll say this, uh, you finished third yet that year in the OAC pole vault. <laughs> he launched you about nine and a half feet up in the air, as I recall. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you love comedy. Clearly, you're one of the best in the business. But well, you also love the bus. Maybe that started uh, at uh, at uh, at at Heidelberg because you like the. But a lot of guys will fly to gigs, fly, boom, in out, bingo. That's it. Maybe a maybe an Uber somewhere in there. But you you like that bus. You like to land, bam, have a bus pick you up and, and do a little tour. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, it's it's comfortable and um, it gets me from point A to point B. Or Z. I was torn between B and Z. Let me go with B. (laughs) You go from A to B. That's a long road trip. Yes, it is. A to Z. (laughs) A to Z. Yeah. 26th straight road date. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I I would have to talk to my whoever books me. Go, stop booking me for every letter in the alphabet. (laughs) That's right. Stop that. I cannot do uh, Zalia, Ohio again. (laughs) I'm off that one. And I think part of it is you love to fall asleep. This is one of the most interesting things I've found about any human. You don't like to sleep. I mean, you like to sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not, I want my listeners to understand. This is not about liking to sleep. This is, you love to fall asleep. You love the act of falling. Of going to sleep. I, going to sleep is one of my favorite things in life. So I do that about 10 to 15 times a day. I do that about 10 to 15 times a day. What I do is I set my alarm for about two to three hours before I have to actually get up. And then they have the nine minute, the nine minute sure, the snooze, snooze thing. Yeah. And so let's say I have to get up at 6 a.m. Right. So I set my alarm for 4 a.m. And it goes, ah, I wake up like, oh, man, that's not fun. And then that. That next thought is, oh, I get to go to sleep. And I press the snooze button and I get to go to sleep. Nine minutes later, ah, oh, an instant of like, that wasn't fun. And then I, oh, I get to go to sleep. And I go to sleep again and I go to sleep every nine minutes for about two hours. That's just gut level excitement personified. It's joyful. 
It's absolutely joyful. That's amazing. That moment of joy brought to you by Motorboats, the restaurant that's just a little more fun than Hooters. This is a real commercial. Hey, folks, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly one million used cars, you'll enjoy real price on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used and with true car users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying they're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with true car certified dealers when you're ready to buy a new car or a used car check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience some features not available in all states, but hell, you're in a good state. That was a real commercial. Now, speaking of fun and thrill, <laughs> you like to go to sleep, but you like to wake up. You love your shows. Mm-hmm. You love performing. Sure. I've seen you perform. Knock it out of the park every time. Thank you. You don't mess around. You take. The, I don't mess around. No, you take the big black bat into the batter's box, and you just swing for the parking lot. Yes. I go out there with a fungo bat. And swing the, the old fungo bat. The fungo bat and swing for the fence, right? Drive that baby four five hundred deep, and that's at the apex. <laughs> I could go eight hundred feet with a fungo bat. Well, what? wait, wait, whatever happened to the fungo bat? You know, uh, they, they, I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah, did they have it in major no, leagues? No, I Is think it... they took it out because there's a country somewhere. And uh, the people, uh, the, the name of the country people are is the, is the Fungoans. Oh, so they didn't want and they, they, they were they were insulted. Anybody. So but now yeah. they just call it a slightly bigger bat. Uh, a slightly bigger bat. Yeah, it doesn't and have the snap it used to. There's no countries out there that feel slightly bigger. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, the there's slightly no bigger people. countries that feel hurt by that. Oh, I'm sure I've offended someone, and I'll be hearing from the uh, FCC. <laughs> Your biggest, what's the what, biggest thrill? Biggest thrill in showbiz is it like that? Because, you know, I know you had uh, Tonight Shows and Letterman's. You also did the, like, Radio City. That's like, what is that, 8,000 people? Uh, I don't think it's quite that many. It's 350 people. No, it, no, it was about 6,000 people. 5,000, 6,000. That's I impressive. Know. I would be uh, scared as a sports announcer because uh, the largest crowd I've played is about 1,200. And that was for the International Speed Fishing Championship. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's, wow, well, I'm that. the voice of the speed at Cheddar Falls, Wisconsin. They yeah, got the, of course. yeah, they got the arena. All but that's where it's a combination of uh, ice fishing and speed skating. I don't want to get into that now, but uh, we put about 1,400 people in uh, two years ago. That's so six thousand. <laughs> get out! And you just maintained your composure. <laughs> That's impressive. Well, Biggest thrill in showbiz. Thank you. Um, I guess maintaining my composure in front of 6,000 people. Uh, my biggest thrill, uh, probably being fortunate enough to do The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, that that's got to be a great one. Sure. I mean, because 
when he was uh, the king, that was every comedian's dream to do that show and to be able to do it was was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of kids out there don't understand. No, they don't. That was the small end of the funnel. There was no uh, multi-platforms. There was no getting on and doing a podcast or doing some kind of blog. Right. Doing a radio show, doing improv. None of that existed. You right. tried to do stand-up and get your ass on the Johnny Carson show, which was not easy by any means. Well, what's weird. That was a gauntlet. It, 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 get on that show. It, it, it took, you know, yeah, it was hard to get on and um what's weird is like you say there's so many different goals now but when i started basically that that was every comedian's goal every comedian had that goal the exact same goal it wasn't like the nfl where you could go i want to be in the nfl and there's 30 teams right everybody wanted to be on the tonight show with johnny carson one everybody one team yeah (laughs) You know, so anyway, it, that was thrilling to be able to be fortunate enough to do it. What a huge thrill, man. That memory brought to you by Gentlemen Prefer Gentlemen, the All Gentlemen's Gentlemen's Club. I, I, I just, the, the memory has a sponsor? The, oh, that yeah, memory sure. has a sp- wow. Look, it's $15 a pop. If uh-huh. I screw it up, it's seven fifty because your name still gets out here. I got you. All so, right. So far, I'm a, like seven for zip. I'm cleaning up to that. <laughs> you have a I lot of sponsors. You have a lot of sponsors. <laughs> I do. But, uh, you know, uh, they, you look, they need exposure. They, sure. You know, they can't get on the it's mainstream win-win. networks. ESPN's not going to touch unpotable water. The thirstier you are, the more potable it gets. They're not going to run that on ESPN. I'm the channel they can get that on. I I hear you. All right. One of the greatest comics in the world with me, Brian Regan. Advice to my listeners. Come on. I got one of the best here. Let me throw you some questions. See what pops in your head. Best approach to a heckler. What's the best you ever... How do you like to deal with a heckler? I I, I was doing a show one time. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. You you don't have to be, though. You've cultivated a crowd that that comes in and respects you. you have kids at your shows I'm, I'm i'm kind of fortunate in that people don't really yell out mean-spirited things but it has happened in my career one time i was in a comedy club somebody heckled me i responded okay and i just respond honestly i got off stage and the other comedians came up to me and mocked my response and they said please stop yelling you're hurting my feelings <laughs> I think that's very effective. <laughs> that's my heckle comeback. We're in a very touchy feely time. Yeah, in people the don't want of our country. People don't want to hurt your feelings. They like, oh wow, gee, I didn't know that hurt your feelings. I'll, I'll shut myself down. I love that. That's right up there with Dennis Miller's. who used to turn to hecklers and just say, "I am incapable of human interaction," <laughs> and then just go right back to his act. <laughs> Greatest that nips that in the bud. <laughs> exactly. Most efficient way out of a bad airline ticket. You travel so much. Ah. What's your best best? How about this best airport tip? I, you know what? It, it's a travel tip. Can, can I can yes, I can I go tip. one step over? Yes. All right. I I had a. Does it uh, look like I got rules to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you, one of your sponsors to get upset when you have no, to say no, no, no. That, that sidestep was sponsored by that sidestep was sponsored by hypnosis. Get rid of those redneck tendencies once and for all with hypnosis. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I had a I had a rental car booked, okay, uh-huh. and my plans changed, so I called the rental car company to cancel the reservation. All right, so when I called, they said, "I'm sorry, you're within 24 hours, and so we're going to have to charge you for at least one day." And I said, "Oh, that's the rule." They said, "Yes." I said, "Then can I change my reservation?" 
And they said, sure. I said, I'd like to change my reservation for two days from now. That's when I'm going to pick it up. And they said, okay. I said, you got that written down? They said, yes. I said, I'd like to cancel. (laughs) Oh, man, that is brilliant. (laughs) That's a true story. That is brilliant. That travel tip brought you by conundrums, the drum set no one can figure out. Best packing tip. I'm not good at that. I, really? I bring two big, giant suitcases with me, and I'm not a prop act. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right, because you're on the bus. You don't <laughs> I mean, care. Everybody looks at me and goes, what do you have in there? And, I, and I, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm like, well, I have a stapler. You know, uh, <laughs> I've got a yellow highlighter. You know, I've got I've a got, barometer. I've got a, I've got a T-shirt. <laughs> I need two suitcases. I got a pool cue. I'm ready for anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, hotel trick uh, you're willing to share. Is there anything at, uh, at a hotel that's similar? Because that that was impressive. That, that, um, that car hotels, I, I I can't. I, Do you steal stuff from hotels? And one time I stole. I went down to the front uh, desk with a. You hand, went down to the front with a desk handgun, to steal with something? a handgun. <laughs> Oh, and I you went big and I (laughs) from the front desk person, I stole about thirty two thousand dollars in cash. And now let me ask you this. Did you stay the night or you jump right on the bus? Because, you know, that's just a strong choice to actually stay the night. You know, I thought he gave me the thirty two thousand and I was like, this is going to be weird if I go to the elevator and go up to my room. So I decided to I, I checked out and you got the turbo bus. Yes. Yeah, you got like uh, you ha- got like the red hot chili peppers old bus. I've got uh, yeah, I like doing the bus. You know, you kind of here's one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Perfect. I was on the bus going to a show and decided to take a shower in the bus while it was going seventy miles an hour down the highway. No, no, usually, usually, like when you're in a moving vehicle, you're going to have like a shoulder harness. Seatbelt, right. like you're securing you in your seat. That. Yes, I went the other extreme, and I went into a, uh, a shower with a slippery tile floor, and I put soap all over me, and I showered while I was going 70 miles an hour down the and highway. The shiny plastic walls too. You yeah, can right. Slide right off. Those Might babies. just be about the dumbest thing I've ever done. My goodness, goldfish in a baggie. <laughs> At that point, okay. Pre-show meal, post-show meal. What's your favorites? Cannot eat past like two in the afternoon on the night of a show. I'm that's can't wow. Can't when I'm calling it. an event, I can't eat anything. Even if I'm in a press box with good food, can't touch it. Right. You know, it's like it just Ajita, you get that. Yeah, I just don't like anything about it. I don't like feeling full. I don't like anything. And then after a show, I can I can eat like uh, some kind of animal. I wow. mean, I can eat. I can go to Waffle House. I was at Waffle House with some people after a show. And I ordered my food, and uh, my tour manager at the time said, I have to take a photo of this. And he had to stand away, stand, stand up and take a picture. Like I had eggs and hash browns wow. and, and a waffle and sausage and grits <laughs> wow. and toast and milk. And uh, he's yeah. like, how do you put Just it all like in? And somehow I find a way. Wildebeest on a three-day bender. <laughs> Huge props today to my guest, the Wiley Vet, the Phil Negro of comedy, Brian Regan. Catch his stand-up specials on Netflix. He's got two. One playing right now, one coming up, and catch the Brian Regan show. 
Brian Regan Comedy Show, something like that. I don't know what the name is. Follow him on Twitter at BrianRegan.com. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. You make this possible. Spread the word. If you want more of me this weekend, I'm in Grand Junction, Colorado, calling He-Man Jenga. The sticks are railroad ties. The battleground is a fire pit. And new this year, Termite Tower. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.